to the Inquisitive Nobody. I am your host, Martini Jean. This is where I discuss things from matters of the heart to the heart of the matter and share my perspective, even though our perspectives might not be shared. What's going on? I am back again with another episode. Okay, so Married at First Sight Season 11, Episode 10, Deal Breakers. That's what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, no tale at the top this episode but again like i said i'm gonna go into that in-depth thing uh that i said on episode nine um in a future episode i just need to cobble it up together and also another edition of the and i'm gonna do another reading from the self edition card collection and you know i'm just gonna self-evaluate myself and again like i said it's gonna be 199 questions all right so well now uh, 198 so uh again you guys need to hold me accountable okay i need to make it to 199 episodes all right i want to get to the end of this card collection that's gonna be insane 199 episodes of this thing wow i I, hopefully i make it man you know uh I'm, i'm already liking it now what is it to uh what what is it maybe 11 12 episodes in total i haven't i haven't really uh uh captured uh everything down so uh yeah it's probably meh, 11 12 episodes and um we're just getting started man like again i i always um have topics that i put in my uh, notepad my uh my note app my note app every time i think of something i'm like oh man uh, i would love to have uh an episode like that but of course i need to you know uh mold it as it were i can't just like bah, you know well divorce what about that or anything else uh, you know I, I need there needs to be a hook um for me to actually engage in that in said topic but um, I have a lot, man. I have a lot. So we're just going to keep going. So 11, 11, 11 to 12 episodes down, uh, to, uh, just like uh, Buzz Lightyear says, to infinity and beyond, man. We're, ju- we're just going to keep going. All right. So we're going to, I'm going to get into Meta First Sight episode 10. And then at the end, I will take from the deck the and self edition card deck from the skin deep and then just completely be vulnerable like i always am but now uh, i'm on the spot (laughs) so i will get into that at the end all right so i will be right back all right this is the inquisitive nobody All right, welcome back. This is the Inquisitive Nobody with Martini Jean. Okay, so Married at First Sight, season eleven, episode ten, Deal Breakers. Um, and I, I don't, I don't know if I have said this already, but maybe I have, uh, in an earlier episode. But it is hard for me to determine what my deal breakers are. I mean, I know there's some. Well, 
ironically. I know there's some things that I won't tolerate, which I guess in turn are deal breakers. But my thing is, is that when I hear people talk about deal breakers and stuff and everybody's is different, but it's just that like, oh man, I wouldn't, it's, it's that here, here's my basis. The reason why it's hard for me to come up with deal breakers is because I know how it feels to be rejected. So I don't want to do that with other people. So I, I, not to say that I'm like a pushover or whatever, but I'll accept a lot. Be, I won't. I won't let too many things hinder us from being a match or something like that. You know what I mean. And also, I know that in my head, nobody's perfect. So, so it's like. How do you even determine a deal breaker? Because you know you're going to sacrifice some things in a relationship that you don't want to do or like. So is that necessarily a deal breaker or is that a red flag? You know what I mean? So it's like, all right, let's just let's just go. You know, I, I really don't know what my deal breakers are, but I do definitely want to have an episode about it. Maybe even have a guest and see what we will and won't tolerate. You know, but I, I think it is a an interesting topic to be sure. But yes, so this episode is all about deal breakers. So at this point in the season, they are three weeks married. OK, so they have one more week before. I'm pretty sure they'll do this in this season. They, they've been print, they've been doing it a lot I'm all, uh, since I don't know, maybe for the past maybe for the past three or four seasons where as opposed to waiting until decision day to really um, uh, figure out if they're going to stay with this person or not, they, they do this like halfway mark. uh, I forgot what it's called. Recommit. It's recommitment day. So in the four weeks, at the end of the four weeks, they sit down with everybody and say, Hey, you know, do you, do you want to be recommitted? Because you don't you don't have to keep going and stuff like that. Because they they did that. I forget what season they they did that after for, but I think it was because of Kate the whatever season Kate and Luke were in. I believe they implemented that because they didn't want what happened between them to happen to anybody else. Because uh, Luke was and it was so weird because he wasn't like a like a really douchey bad guy he was just very passive and manipulative you know it was like that type of cd guy and kate was just wallowing and drowning in her sorrow and she's like she couldn't like get out of this marriage because she's like oh i want i want it to work like you know she would like stare and stare at the dist stare into the distance you know with like dull cow dull cow dull cow eyes and stuff and say oh yeah i want to make this work and blah 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 and you're like woman no you don't like look at you you're you look so sad and so lonely why do you want to make it work with this douchebag you know um and she she waited until the you know to the end to the eight weeks and and we were all like girl if you if you say yes to this man (laughs) you know that you want to be married to him 
this is gonna be so bad but you know she 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 got the guts and she was like no i i don't want to be married to you anymore and i was like oh snap okay cool so that was that was awesome i was i was very happy for her um but i I think that's when they implemented the recommitment thing because they didn't want (laughs) a lot of people complained they were like why did you keep her on for so long clearly you saw that she was being emotionally manipulated and all that stuff but like she's 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 good now um i don't know if she has necessarily a man or anything but regardless um she has like her own clothing line and she's like she's good she she's in happier spirits definitely but yeah that's when they did the re recommitment day in the four weeks so they're one week away from that so yeah yep they're at the three weeks so we go to uh first scene is uh, amelia and bennett and Bennett is a tidy person, and Amelia is not. And Bennett conducts a chore draft because they're like, uh, I think the episode before, Bennett is like, hey, you know, the chores are like piling up, and we need to do something about this, you know? She's like, oh, yeah, sure, not not a problem. (laughs) You know, she's trying to avoid it, (laughs) and it's hilarious. And it's like, okay, fine. So uh, Bennett creates like this like draft pick like you know and writes down chores on uh index cards and then you know uh, you get to choose one no actually it was two you get to choose two and then the other person you get to choose two so amelia not secretly but not secretly not wanting to do chores takes like the easy ones it's like oh all right i'll 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 uh make difficult phone calls for us and i'll get the mail and i'll answer the door in the middle of the night and i'll do glass recycling it's like okay like sure those are technically chores but those things don't happen all the time and it's like oh yeah i'll take care of the compost and i'll entertain the neighbors it's like all right and Bennett is like, okay, I will sweep the living area. I will mop the living space. I will take out the garbage. I will clean the bathrooms. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, Bennett is doing, like, the real stuff. And um, Amelia, they put Amelia to the side and, uh, you know, she does her confessional. And she says uh, she doesn't think that they'll be doing, like, a chore draft for the long term. Because Bennett was like, oh, maybe we should do this this draft like once a month or something like that. It's just so this, just so the same person doesn't keep getting the same, keep doing the same chore. And she's like, Oh, she doesn't think that they'll be doing the chore draft for long because once she starts residency, the chores will fall onto him. And she, you know, she gives a big smile about that. She's like, ha, I won't have to do any work, you know? So it's like, Oh, how convenient. That, that's good. Um, but yeah, that's, that's her. <laughs> And that's Amelia and Bennett. And the next scene is, um, oh man, okay. <laughs> this next scene is Karen and Miles. Sorry, I, I got I got taken aback because I didn't know that we were going to go into them. I, I didn't know that we were going to go into them so, uh, so, like, so soon. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know that I was going to go into them so soon. But, uh, yeah. So, Karen and Miles. So, if you remember last episode, near the end, um, Miles was talking about physical intimacy and having a serious conversation about how, you know, to 
win her over pretty much intimately like what what he needs to do so she can feel comfortable you know enough to get that going you know very serious adult conversation and then you know he started joking around it was like yo uh, i'm gonna you know whatever i'm gonna uh oh because again uh, they they had this party a couple days ago and uh, uh what's her name karen's friend felicia was like yeah you need to be the aggressive one because um karen likes to be the submissive one in the relationship and all that stuff so you need to take the lead blah 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 okay so he's like all right so he puts he puts down yo i'm gonna i'm gonna put down in the calendar i'm gonna have sex with my wife and then my uh karen is like um no you should put karen uh miles is gonna have miles is gonna have a blow uh not a blow job, a hand job on himself and she just like walks away and all that stuff and then we found out in this episode that uh karen after that little uh tiff that karen decided to go home um yeah she decided to go home and think things over <laughs> and and uh miles is miles miles's anxiety is up because he has no idea what is going on with his wife but he doesn't want to call her either because he knows that she's in a pissed off mood so he's like between a rock and a hard place so the next night happens and she's like oh miles can you please come in the bedroom um, bedroom you're right uh can you please come to the living room please and he's like all right cool so he goes in and they both sit down and she's like oh no 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 pause before that she's in the um she's in the confessional and she's saying oh i don't know how why he was the way that he was um we just had our first kiss a couple nights ago at that you know friends and family party so where is this sex talk coming from and i'm like what like what do you mean like what do you mean where is this sex talk coming from like i what yeah y'all kissed i mean granted it was a very not a grandma kiss but like yeah it was it was a first kiss kiss you know it really wasn't but at the same time you were on his lap granted you were uh dared to which is a shame to say but because they were playing truth or dare and she was dared to sit on miles's lap because she can't do it naturally her favorite word and she um yeah, she's like, where, where is this, where is this coming from? Where is this sex talk coming from? It's like, fam, you know, we kissed. He's, he thinks you're attractive. He wants to get more intimate with you. That's where the, that's where the sex thing is coming from, you know. But, but for you, you've been uh, training yourself to, to make him. You, you, I mean, you've, you've had your uh, blinders on, you know and yeah so i don't understand where she doesn't know where this sex talk is coming from because again um with miles he kissed you he you sat on his lap quote-unquote forcefully whatever but and he likes you so there you go there's the gradual the natural evolution 
of the talk that he's having because he would like to be intimate with you and eventually have sex with you. But you, you've kept your blinders on and you have only looked at him in in one way as as a pal or on the honeymoon you know oh he's he's a stranger he's my stranger no he's your husband um and that's how you've looked at him you know you you you've pretty much acted like an ra against him you know back in college you know you are you like looking to see how he can make his bed you're looking to see if there's any dust on the counters you're not looking at him as an equal you're just looking at him as a dude who who is chilling with you for a couple days i mean a couple weeks so maybe to you um well not even maybe to you you have said that you don't know why we're you know you're having the sex talk because you're not there yet you know she says we're not there yet so i don't know why we're having that conversation but anyway so she says in the confessional you know i don't know if he's willing to be that patient guy and also what was the real intention behind what you did meaning the whole like chef thing where in the last episode i told you that he he has a friend who's a chef so miles decided to bring his friend slash chef to the crib to see you know to have um a date night but at home so they can make food together with a world-class chef you know it was a good thing so so now she's like twisting it in her head like oh man oh look he did all this stuff just to get in my pants i mean hey maybe (laughs) maybe he did but at the same time i mean how how else is how else is he supposed to uh bring down your freaking walls like were your walls built by trump or something like my goodness like you don't want to budge for anything so which is why he's he asked you in a mature manner to have a conversation and be like hey what's up what's going on you know how how do do i how do i get there how do i get there oh well we'll get there when we get there or like yeah once we become intimate then we can have the talk well isn't that a little late (laughs) you know like i don't want to be in the middle of you know doggy style and be like oh wait by the way uh do you like this (laughs) you know what i mean what that doesn't make any sense so like you she's just skeeved out by being vulnerable and intimate she has her walls up like clack 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 like like double bolted and everything you know this is how she's acting but anyway so um yeah so they they um sit at the they sit on the um they sit on the couch and she you know tells her spiel like oh you know i felt unsafe when you did that and you know you didn't respect my boundaries and all this stuff, which I, I mean, okay, I get that. I'll give her that. But, well, first, yes, I will give her that, that she said something, you know, and not that he kept egging her on, but he went over it. And I so I can understand where she feels like, whoa, you know, I, I, I said something and you, and you overstepped. So now I feel as if, you're not paying attention to me. You're not hearing me. You don't care what I want. You care what you want. So I understand. I understand that completely. And also, guess what, Karen? 
I understand that firsthand. But my situation was a little different because I was going, oh no, I wasn't going out with this person. I, I, I knew this person, right? And um, one, one afternoon she said that she was going to go house sit for a friend of hers. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, all right, well, this is, this is an opportunity to be like, yo, what's up? You know, shoot my shot, as they say, as the youngins say. So I was like, oh, you know, if you're going to be, you know, alone by your house, I'm, you know, at that, that house, you know, you know, I can come over and swing through, you know, kind of implying, hey, you know, I want, like, I want to do some stuff with you. And she's like, oh, oh, um, you know, I'm, I'm not that type of girl. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And like, that was it. Because, you know, I was single, she was single. So I was like, oh, why not? You know, but pretty much in my head, I was like, I thought it was going to be like a slam dunk just because we have, before that instance, we've like flirted a lot, you know. And then recently, uh, this was like back in, ooh, back in 2016, I believe. So recently, well, like last year, we talked about it again. And she was telling me that, no, we talked about it two years later in 2018, like over uh, dinner or something like that. And we thought that, yeah, it wasn't going to be a good uh, decision to do that and whatever. And again, I, I never brought it up in those two years. And then again, last year, um, she just hit me with a freaking four par- four long paragraph thing on text saying that like, oh, you don't you don't understand how it feels like to think that. Oh no no! First she she said um, more so that oh you th- you thought it was a given and you thought that you can just take it and whatever and you don't um you don't understand what it is how it feels to think that you know another man has control over your body and all that stuff and I was like whoa what the hell are you talking about like I I I asked you an innocent ass question. And you told me you're not you're not that type of girl, and I left it. <laughs> you know, granted, again, I will admit I th- I thought it was gonna be a slam dunk because I thought she was gonna be down with it because again we've flirted before and nothing else was standing in the way, of course, other than her her permission. You know, so I really thought it was gonna be a yes, but she said no, and I was like, all right, fine, then that's it, done. You know, I wasn't like, oh, you better fucking, you know, or corner her or something like that. It was, it wasn't even that serious. Um, so yeah, Karen, I, I, I can understand like, oh, uh, you know, I felt unsafe, blah, blah, blah. I can, I can understand the overstepping of boundaries, but at the same time with Miles, like he, you saw that he was just joking. You know, he was just saying, yeah, you know, like sex, whatever, like sex with my wife, you know, as a, like a ha ha, but you know, again, your walls were up and, you know, you're very guarded. Um, so I was like, okay, fine. And then Miles says, you know, I don't want to hurt people, especially people that I care about. So I'll give her all the time and space that she needs. And, and I'm like, Ugh, okay, so great. We're going to go back to like square one. Um, but, but then she said, uh, you know, thank he, of course he apologized and um she was like okay fine it's all right but then in the next in the next like not even the next scene in the next second she was just like okay i accept your apology and i know that you wanted me to open up more 
and be a little bit more um open so i'm gonna give you a massage it's like what the what is <laughs> you know what i mean like so what was the big deal i mean i get it it's 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 on her terms now that she can be sexual and not on his you know demanding sex which he never did by the way even though you think he did ladies out there but he didn't <laughs> he never demanded sex you know he was just saying like oh sex with my wife like how, how about we put it down on the calendar like that but he wasn't saying yo if you don't freaking let me hit that you out of here he never did such a thing okay but then now okay it's on her terms so now she's raring to go i guess allegedly but so we move on to woody and amani um and they have uh, they're they're doing really good uh amani is really you know liking uh woody and woody is of, of course head over heels for amani and then they they start talking about you know family and then kids and then they get the discussion about discipline and woody's like yeah you know when i grew up I mean, when i was growing up my mom would be every day and it taught me the rules to be a better man and amani never got beat and she's like she's like 27 or something like that Hold on, let me look at my notes yeah she is she's 29 she's 29 and never got a beating but like you can see how she is like yeah she didn't <laughs> she seems very poised and i mean her nickname was cool calm and collected so she's very poised and stuff so i guess i mean yeah the the parents did did well on her i i get it um and she's like well we're not whooping our our children and woody's like i don't know about that <laughs> you know and she's like well if you're if we're gonna whoop if you're gonna whoop our kids then i'm gonna whoop you and i mean it's one of those things obviously you can't compromise you're either gonna whoop your kid or you're not so i get it and i've seen both sides work i used to get hit when i was young and i didn't like it <laughs> you know because sometimes you can't you can't wait for karma or whatever or consequence to happen on its own because you know sometimes you'll i don't know you'll you'll push somebody on purpose and they're like oh hey why'd you do that and they spill like i don't know their milkshake on their shirt and you're like ha, ha ha and then they and then you walk away and then i don't know you get you run into like a stop sign you know like you walk into a stop sign or something and you're like hi see there you go karma you shouldn't have done that sometimes you can't wait for that sometimes you say hey didn't i tell you not to watch television after you do your homework you're like, but 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 like, <laughs> you know what i mean just like like didn't i tell you that sometimes you can't wait for that because you need to teach them right then and there listen do not do that listen to me listen to me Listen to what I say to you. I've seen it both. It's totally different on all spectrums. I've seen um, uh, a friend of mine, a couple that I know, that discipline their kids by having them sit on the bottom steps of the stairs when when jump, when they're in trouble. And the stairs are maybe the farthest point away from everything from like the center of the house and stuff so like you're kind of isolated but not really like you're far enough that you can't have fun but you're close enough that 
the parents can still like see you. So, so it's not like they put you in a dungeon or something like that. You know, you're just literally at the bottom of the steps that you use every day in your house. Um, and I guess it works. It works for them. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't think, uh, they, uh, they whoop their kids. Um, I don't know if I would whoop mine because I have been personally whooped. I don't like it, but the reason why I don't like it is because it freaking hurts, but it worked. When you hear, when you hear your father or your mother going to get that belt, you are in your head, you're like, why did I ever do what I did? <laughs> like, how did I get into the situation? Oh my God, I'm done. I'm a goner, you know? So it already makes you feel like, man, I should not, I shouldn't have done what I did because this is going to hurt. And nine times out of 10, it did. So I don't know, whoever you are, discipline your kids, however you'd like, but Woody would like to whoop his kids. (laughs) I mean, not like to, but if the situation comes up, yeah, he's going to discipline his kids. But Amani is like, no, I don't want to do it. You can talk. But what was the example she gave? Because he works at a school so or and a coach. So she was saying, you can convey the things that you need to convey to your students. So you should do the same discipline to your kids. You know, like if you can speak to your students in a manner where you don't have to whoop them. And he tells her, he's like, yeah, you know, you have a point there. But at the same time, it your kids are different than your students because your students have only seen one side of you and that's the professional side but your kids have seen all of you you know they've seen they've seen you naked <laughs> you know they've seen your they've seen your uh beer belly you know and they're like man this dude ain't nothing you know so it's just like oh you have to show them like well what you think just because you see me naked or whatever or like in my most vulnerable state that i won't whoop that ass and discipline you all right so that's what you need to teach him teach him a lesson yeah but again you could do whatever you want discipline your kids however you want all right so we go back into uh karen and miles uh let's see oh yeah and she's saying that um they're they're back they're back to the couch again and she's saying knowing someone for a few weeks doesn't grant you access to me physically which yes you are right karen you you're you are correct that knowing someone for a few weeks doesn't grant you access to me physically i mean access to you physically yes you are correct but at the same time let's switch it does knowing some does knowing someone from a few weeks grant you access to my bank account because according to women it does (laughs) you know i gotta pay for you for your stuff and you know like yeah like i barely know you and now i'm dispensing money on you again i'm not saying it's a be it should be tit for tat i'm not saying okay just because i let you um uh I, i i i spent money on you doesn't mean that you should automatically you know give me sex or something i'm not saying that but i'm just saying it's like it's kind of a double standard so and also i for me personally 
I don't think what Miles did was wrong only because I don't think the act was wrong. I just think the person who did it was wrong, which is Miles. Because if it was a dude that she was attracted to, like super attracted to, like when this dude came down the aisle, whatever her dream boat guy was, she'd be like, ooh. And then then he was, and then he would be like, oh, hey, uh, I'm going to write down, I'm going to have sex with my wife on Saturday. And let's say it was Tuesday. She'd be like, well, why do you have to wait until then? You know what I mean? It's because of Miles. It's not because of what he said. It's because of who he is. <laughs> she's not attracted to him. Um. So again, yes, she said she feels, she felt so disrespectful in their house where she's supposed to feel safe and protected. And then Miles becomes his own white knight and says like yeah it was too much it was too much i'll do whatever it takes to win your trust back I'm like fam and then and she says in the spirit of forgiveness i'll promise to be more affectionate because it's what you've been asking for so like she like you know what i mean it ugh. like i don't know it's like she wanted to give him a um like a like a ruler like a ruler tap on the hand like Psh, don't do that but okay fine you know, you want me to be more affectionate, so we'll do that. It's like, so did so did you mean it? D- did you mean the, like, you made this man, you made this man's anxiety go crazy. The man suffers from depression. Remember, Karen, it's not all about you, okay? You made this guy go crazy, and um, and now you reprimand him, but then two seconds later, <laughs> you reprimand him for wanting to be, for for wanting for you for wanting you to be more affectionate and you reprimand him but then two seconds later you are giving him exactly what you reprimanded him for so who exactly is sending the mixed signals here um but yeah so she's like yeah i'm gonna be more affectionate and all that stuff to you meanwhile she's saying all this while she's still wrapped up in her like suede sweater and protective blanket and pillow you know like not trying for him to you know (laughs) touch him and being able to be touched by him in in no matter whatsoever but whatever so next scene happens and um it's three couples it's amani and woody brett and olivia and henry and christina and they all go out for crawfish um like yo i don't know how people eat crawfish now i'm not saying that it's disgusting or whatever but to me it like it it looks like you're eating a bug you know like a huge sized bug and i can't eat it i mean i can't look at it because the you know it's still intact and everything because like a lobster and um crab you know it's broken it it's broken up into pieces so it's not like it's the full uh animal you know and but with the crawfish, yeah, you see everything. You see its little legs, and I'm like, ugh, like, ugh, it's so disgusting. But, but it's so intriguing too, because I'm like, man, people really like that stuff. <laughs> it looks good, but I'm like, no, I don't want it. I don't want to have any, because it's gonna look back at me and it's gonna say, why are you eating me? <laughs> you know. So, I'm good on that. But anyway, <laughs> so um, uh, Mani is like the uh, 
resident therapist of everybody. She's at, you know, she always asks questions. So how's everybody doing? Is everybody liking each other? And people, you know, Brett and Olivia, they're giving their barbs to each other. Like, oh, you know, he snores. No, you snore. Blah, blah, blah. Everybody's doing a good thing. But Henry and Christina, they're always, they, they, they never can seem like they can join in on the fun and the talking because they don't, they're always awkward and they don't say anything because they are the, um, they are the least furthest than, than everybody. Not that it's a race, but they've, they haven't done anything. They haven't held hands. They haven't even kissed. I definitely don't think they did. And they most assuredly has not have sex yet. So all they can do is just nod at everybody's, um, uh stories and and anecdotes with everybody and but 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 the thing is it's cool though because henry did kind of notice that so he you know he busted out with the talking saying that like yeah we went golfing and salsa dancing and it was great and henry's like oh and uh you uh Christina looked sexy doing it and she was like whoa like oh my god like thank you because it was the first time he has said that to her and everybody was like so surprised that Henry was so um open with his opinion and yeah that, and that was good so she was like oh my god like this is great so and everyone's like oh man like Henry's really like opening up now it's good so while those three couples had um, crawfish time, the last two couples, Miles and Karen and Amelia and Bennett, they were playing uh, bocce ball. And Bennett was saying, okay, loser gets to kiss the winner wherever they want. And I was like, Ugh. <laughs> I was like, oh no, that's, that's a horrible thing to say right after uh, Karen and Miles' um, altercation uh, the other night. But Karen says that she hates PDA, but promises miles to be more affectionate like yo what is with people and not pda like like what's wrong with that what's wrong with like holding hands and kissing in public i don't i don't understand that i guess maybe they don't like the excessiveness of it like some people like 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 some dudes like to just grab the left left butt cheek of their significant other and just like jiggle it just like yeah get a real firm grip on it and okay yeah that's excessive excessive but fam like you don't like I don't know. <laughs> you don't. Not that you have to, but you don't show the world that the person that you're walking beside, you love them. <laughs> you know, you 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 just you just walk really closely to this to this person. It's like, dude, hold hands, kiss, what the hug, embrace. You know, I don't like PDA. I don't know. Y'all are weird. But <laughs> uh, yeah. So um. So uh, I think yeah, uh, Miles Miles and Miles wins the like the first round. So what does she do? Of course, she has him bend down and she kisses him on the forehead like a grandma. <laughs> you know, oh man. And you know it goes back and forth. Uh, Bennett wins around, Miles wins around, blah blah blah. So I think they I think it was like maybe they did like six rounds. And the funniest thing was. Miles was like, yeah, you kissed me on the forehead, you kissed me on both cheeks, you kissed me on the nose, blah, 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 and he's like, yo, there's only one place left, I'm like, fam, you won six times, and she avoided your lips six times, (laughs) 
yo karen is a savage man and then she finally gave him a kiss on the cheek i mean i'm sorry a kiss on the lips i was like oh my god i promise to be more affectionate Mm, yeah okay so henry and amani talk so henry henry and amani talk they take a break from crawfish eating and amani is like hey so what's going on how's everything going and of course amani gets gets the sauce out of people and henry just says that his deal breaker is impatience and if it if that doesn't resolve itself within christina then there's like zero chance of them surviving or happening because pretty much she's good with everything but the impatientness and um the next scene is olivia amani and christina and amani tells christina what henry said and she immediately gets mad and impatient and she's like well why you know she's just saying it out loud like why didn't he tell me because henry has a tendency to not tell um things to his partner and will just say it to other people because he's comfortable with that and she's like well why you know how come he didn't how come he didn't tell me because he'd even tell he's never told me that he finds me sexy until like today where he said it at the table so he says that but then also he says that things might not be working because i'm impatient i don't understand so it's it's a it's a clusterfuck so the next scene is henry christina and christina's like yo what do you what do i need to be you know so we can get things going and she's like she's because she's mad that she's getting this information from a third party and i can understand that too and also like i said before um you can um there's a there's a um what is it there's a uh oh my goodness i'm blanking out there's a reaction show that i watch called the bald and the beautiful and it's on mrs kev on stage m-r-s-k-e-v-o-n-s-t-a-g-e miss mrs kev on stage it's called bald and the bald and the beautiful and she does it with her husband and uh two other co-hosts and they talk about married at first sight you know each episode just like i do and i did the mistake of like watching the first like two minutes because i i because i realized that i um i watched the you know the episode that i was watching them review but the thing is i wasn't i didn't do the podcast yet which is what i'm doing right now because I don't like to watch um, their review because I might be influenced by what they say. So I want to just um, just do it on my own. But the thing is, though, they they brought up saying that um, the, the husband of Miss Kevin Sage, which is Kevin Sage, he is he said that he does that all the time. That he says it to like other people, and not to his wife. And he said like, yeah, people need to stop doing it or whatever. Or that like that's not good. Or like, or why does he do that? And I'm like, fam, who doesn't do that? <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, I don't like they they said it like it was like some novel thing. Like, what? You don't tell your wife everything about her? No, no one does. Uh, like, please, every time you talk to one of your married friends, all right, or whatever whatever gender it is, let's say you're a girl and you talk to your girl. Uh, your your friend who's you talk to the wife 
and you're like hey girl like what's going on and you know she's like oh man whatever james is getting on my nerves and blah 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 whatever she's saying to you she didn't say that to her husband (laughs) you know what i mean she didn't because there's just some things that you just compartmentalize and you're just like ugh, like you just deal with and you don't i'm not saying you never confront the the person of those issues but you've stored those you've stored those issues in like a box somewhere so like when somebody asks about what's going on you pry open the box and you're like this is what's going on <laughs> you know what i mean it's the same thing with the dude like the dude is not gonna be like yo man my wife is freaking my wife is being a bitch i don't understand blah 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 he's not gonna say that to his wife because that is is one that's gonna be no sex for like five months and him sleeping on the couch so like he needs to he the raw the rawest version is saved for the people who ask or for the friends and stuff like that and until you know he can filter it and then mold it into the proper thing that he needs to say to his wife directly but i don't understand why people are getting a henry saying like oh yeah you should really tell your uh, wife about um you know her problems please yes go ahead please tell i want every married man to tell their wives what's wrong with them yeah go ahead see how that works out (laughs) you know granted yes you need to talk about your issues but not in the manner that they were talking about it like again like for henry and amani henry was speaking to amani just not 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 like not like a close buddy but just just unfiltered you know just boom just like this this is the stuff that i'm dealing with with her and that's it uh I guess it was supposed to be said in confidence, but then again, they're on camera and Christina's going to watch it anyway. So she's going to see, but at the same time, like that version of what he said was not supposed to be told to Christina. Like he would be able to, once it got out, he can see what he says and be like, okay, yes, I need to say that, but in a much nicer way. So she doesn't get offended, but look what happened. She got offended and she was impatient and she and that's the funny thing i don't understand why she thinks that this impatientness issue is a blind side like like they've been talking about her being impatient for the past two episodes like what is she talking about like how come you didn't tell me that you're impatient because we've been talking about it <laughs> you know so i don't understand why you don't think that you're not imp- like this was like the first time you've heard this no it hasn't been um christina has been hearing this that you are an impatient person you need to calm down and you know that henry doesn't like your impatientness that's why you even brought up the whole i don't take my add medicine that which makes me impatient so when she takes it she's fine and just like he said um he said that yeah she used to be impatient but for the past couple of days she's been good so i'm pretty sure that coincides with when she's been taking her medicine again so there you go so keep taking your damn medicine and calm down and stop being impatient that's it <laughs> you know my goodness anyway um So yeah, so Miles and Karen, um, I think they're where 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 do they go? I think they were at their kitchen 
table and you know she's trying to attempt again to be the more intimate person and all that stuff so they start getting to know each other and she asks like does he have any birthmarks he says yeah he has one in the back of his head and saying you know asking asking for shoe size and he and he says that he's like an 11 12 she didn't even care about that i'm like all right damn you know like this guy is an 11 12 karen okay that's what you're gonna have to deal with so he's packing but apparently you know she just brushed that off she did not care about that so um they were talking and then she went to bed i mean they both went to bed and she was like you like this he was like you like to snuggle right and she was like i like to snuggle with things not people and she was kind of joking but i mean we've seen in every episode that she hugs her her actual boyfriend her uh pillow divider thing (laughs) you know so she loves she likes to snuggle with that so next scene is woody and miles they meet up at the barbershop you know so they chopping it up and woody's like he can't believe so miles tells every tells everything about the you know calendar thing and how they haven't kissed whatever oh no they've kissed i'm sorry and woody can't believe what miles is woody can't believe what he's hearing from miles and he's saying man that that he he he's just floored about how guarded she is and miles was joking because miles said to no no no. woody said to miles that yeah i've, I've told Amani i love her and he's like yeah and miles is saying hey if um if i want karen to like run away from me all i gotta do is say that i love her and he was like wait what and he was like yeah because she cannot she can't stand it she she can't stand that love stuff you know and um yeah woody was like what i can't believe it and me too i mean i can't again he's a good guy but then again we're seeing everything we're not seeing what uh karen sees even though he's not being fake so i don't see what again she's waiting just like on the show the the bald and the beautiful they said that karen is waiting for the other shoe to drop and i completely agree i i understand and i and i get it too i understand that because of her last relationship the 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 ball the, uh the shoe dropped definitely because when she found out that her man uh had a whole baby with uh somebody else in their relationship so i understand but at the same time i guarantee that your man was not acting like miles not at all so i don't see like how you feel that these two people are the same you know so um but yeah but uh miles and karen karen takes miles to yoga which i was very uh surprised about because again you know they, they don't like uh touching and stuff but she was like no, no, no this this is what i'm gonna do so it's like okay so yeah she started rubbing his feet i mean uh, they were um they're being coached through it so i don't know what type of yoga it was it wasn't like um it wasn't tantric yoga it wasn't that but just like it was like like massage yoga pretty much i don't know if that's a real thing but essentially um karen was massaging um miles you know first at the feet and then all the way to the head rubbing his ass and all this stuff 
and uh uh wasn't miles was like having an orgasm okay because he was like he was in heaven okay and then and then she admits and then she admits that she's attracted to miles and she does like want to get physical so i'm like fam what then what what is going on then get to it if you're if you're attracted to the dude and you want to get physical with him what what is what's the issue because now you've like i mean yeah you guys are on good terms now but but you set him back a couple of you set him back a couple weeks like before you met him you know what i mean because now he's scared to advance because of the punishment that you gave him you know what i mean i don't know so he doesn't know what to do how to approach it and 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 now you're not falling you're definitely not falling for him but um you're like again giving mixed signals so he doesn't know what to do and i don't know i don't like that but um so the next scene is brett and olivia and olivia wants to olivia brings brett to her trivia game i guess they she goes every tuesday or wednesday with her friends every week and it's like okay so like all right so brett is cool with it um and brett is like he he's sitting there and they're having this trivia thing and the trivia game is not trivia it's kind of like bill nye questions with mr with mr wizard and like jeopardy and brett is like i don't i don't like this it this isn't trivia and olivia's friends are like looking at him like oh like help us out help us out brett because olivia uh bigs up his smarts because brett brett is a intelligent guy but at the same time it's not it's not trivial it's not like oh what uh what's the apartment number to kramer's house in Seinfeld, in kramer's apartment in seinfeld you know like that's trivia but this guy was like what is the if you uh change the hypotenuse of the uh of a i don't know of a light bulb and whatever and you turn the light bulb on its head how many uh techions are there at a uh, dissolved state and people are like huh <laughs> you know and and he and he's out of it he's 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 zoned out and everybody's mad at him everybody's mad at brett the the people at the table are mad at brett because he's not participating but he's saying like fam it's not trivia i i can't help you and olivia is getting angry because she's like oh no um she she like not she doesn't run out but she leaves the table and goes outside and brings her friend and she's like i don't i don't understand i don't know what i'm gonna do if he doesn't like to do trivia because i do this all the time with my friends and this is the best way to introduce my friends and if this doesn't happen i don't know what's going on um i don't know what i'm gonna do if 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 he doesn't like this because it might be over blah 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 and um somebody else (laughs) and uh yeah like um brett is zoned out olivia gets mad and yeah for me personally i'm I'm on brett's side because it wasn't trivia i mean granted yeah i probably would have still participated in some way but brett is like no this is this is dumb but um somebody somebody said in 
the comment section of the bald and the beautiful that I'm paraphrasing. I did take a picture of it, but I'm paraphrasing where she said that the commenter said that Olivia is Olivia doesn't want to change for anything. And she just wants to live her live her life as is and just it's like a meal and it's just, and it says you know uh add man and stir <laughs> you know because that's exactly what she wants she does not want to heave and hoe like nothing she doesn't want to rock the boat in her life she just wants she wants literally the same thing but like just with a man and the man to follow suit. Hey, we're going to trivia night. Okay, hon, let's go to trivia night. Hey, I want to go on vacation. Okay, hon, let's go on vacation. I want to go see the Saints game. All right, hon, let's go on vacation. Let's go and see the Saints game. She wants to do she wants to do what she wants to do. And like that's it. I mean, she did um she did go rock climbing cuz Brett goes like once a month, so um everybody was doing like each other's like I don't know thing and and of course, the subject matter was the deal breaker. So again, not to say that Olivia thinks that this is a deal breaker, but to her, this was the opening to do a fun activity that she does every week, but also intro- introduce Brett to her friends so they can coagulate with each other. Big word, I know. Thank you. But um, so, you know, so they can just have fun. And so she knows that this is going to be a... so. Olivia wants Brett to know that this is going to be a pretty much a routine thing, you know, and uh, hopefully there'd be, and I wouldn't mind a trivia night thing every week. It's just as long as it it's actual trivia, not this garbage, you know, because date nights are awesome. But yeah, but Olivia's really butthurt about what went down. So it was, it was very interesting. Um, that uh, Woody and Amani go uh, to dinner and, you know, Woody's complimenting her. Oh, man, you look so good. You know, I, I would kiss you right now, but I don't want to mess your makeup. But don't worry, I'll mess it up later. Good line. I might use that. But um, so, they, so they're talking to each other. And then they sort of get into this argument where it's like, um, um, what was it? I think I've, I even forget what the argument was. But essentially, it was like, whatever the argu- argument was, Woody's like, hey, I mean, you can't. It's not like you can leave or something like that. And then Amani's like, "What do you mean I can't leave?" He's like, "Well, you know, we're married." And she's like, "I can leave if I want to." And he's like, "Nah, you can't because, you know, we're married. You got to sign a lot of paperwork. You got to do all this stuff. And like, it is, it is, it is a long road to do that." And she's like, "I don't care. Like, if I don't want to do this, I'll do it." And I hate, I hate when Amani does this, or fact, any woman who does this, where they not they. That not that they just want to argue to argue, but they just don't want to agree with you, you know. Like, oh, I'll get out if I want, or or like the hair thing I was like, oh, well, if I want to shave my hair, I'm gonna do it. You know, it's like that. It's like that song, like you don't own me. You know that song, like they played that all the time when the original Suicide Squad uh, movie came out, and it was also in like a car uh, advertisement or something. And yeah, okay, ladies, yes. I understand. We don't own. We don't own you, but but not everything needs to be an argument. Like, why do you need to die on that hill? You know, it's just like what he's saying is that you can't just 
get out of a marriage because you disagree with something because marriage is supposed to be a lifelong thing and even if it's not a lifelong thing it takes a while to get divorced too so you might as well just hash out the issue at hand as opposed to doing the alternative that's it it's not like he's trying to control you or manhandle you or say that yeah you can't leave i own you it's like no it's just like really we're gonna fight about like you want to get divorced over this like that's what it's more for and i hate it when amani does that you know just like like no i'm gonna have my my way you know we're not we're not gonna whoop our kids i'm not if i want to change my hair i'll change my hair if i want to get a divorce i'll get a divorce it's like all right like calm yo easy <laughs> like calm down man my goodness but um so the last the last scene is with henry and christina and they have questions in a bowl so um they ask what do you want in this relationship what can i promise you in this marriage and why do you want this marriage to work these are very um good um questions to ask to be sure and to tell you the truth i forgot what they answered but um (laughs) with the with the second question what what i can promise you in this marriage is and i think that was from christina to henry and henry was saying that like yeah he wants to be there for her you know he doesn't want to be like an idiot and and stuff like that he really wants to make the marriage work um and i believe him it's just that again the impatience you know but and and i understand that i I, i'm not i was gonna say i'm impatient no i'm very patient but i hate impatience as well um so i i get that from henry I, i get it and yeah just christina needs to just you know just take a chill pill that's it that's all it's that it's not that serious um but yeah but i mean best end of the show i i don't know if i remembered seeing the previews for next week i'm pretty sure that i have but again um i i, I don't necessarily remember them but uh but yeah but that but that is the end of the show but that is not the end of the podcast all right because like i said before um, I'm going to take a card from the um, from the end deck, the card deck from the Skin Deep, and I'm going to be evaluating myself. All right, so stay tuned. I'll be right back. This is the Inquisitor Nobody. Okay, so now I'm here to self-evaluate. Okay, again, I'm not uh, s- sponsored by these people, and I know people are like, "Yo, man, why don't you? Why you keep giving them free advertisement?" Blah blah blah. Yo, it's not even about the money, bro. Okay, it's it's more so about to just get that out of here and and see and hear these questions. So maybe you can order a card deck of your own. So you can go to www.theskindeep.com slash shop okay and the card deck is called the and and there's many um card decks for the whatever relationship you're in so i personally have four card decks and also i have the digital version 
on my phone. I have an Android, so they just recently um, implemented uh, the app for uh, Android, but they've been had it on um, on what's it called on uh, iOS, and I believe it's called the And on both platforms. But I have what do I have? I have the Couples card deck. I have the Friends card deck, and I have the Healing card deck. And I have the self-edition card deck. And basically, um, it's a bunch of questions. Well, it's one question per card. And it's just to help evaluate, depending on the card. I mean, depending on the card deck that you're getting it from. But I'm mostly talking about the self-edition one right now. It's just to self-evaluate yourself, where you're at, and what's going on in your life. You know what I mean? So this is this is what I'm doing. So, um, basically, um, I just wanted to do this at the end of every episode just to have like a good, not anecdote, but because again, I don't even know what these cards are going to say until I, until I turn it over. So I don't know what is going to come out, but it's, again, it's just something to be raw with and raw with with you so i can share it for the first time you know what i mean and i and you can hear me talk about whatever this card is going to be because i think everybody needs to be uh vulnerable um and not just at some point or like oh only only when like a family member dies or something like that you're going to need to self-evaluate you need to evaluate your emotions and all that stuff that's, that's just how it is. And people should not be afraid to look inward and to see what's going on in your like heart and mind, you know, just emotionally. You know, a lot of people don't want to take the time out to do that because they might think that they might be a simp or be called gay or weak, soft, oh, you're too sensitive. I've been called all that, you know, but I don't care because the way that I am is how I am. I feel great when I get to be vulnerable. You know, it it it's my wheelhouse, you know, and I think more people should be able to um, be all right with that. I don't know, but society's different. But okay, so this is card number two. The first card was... Um, was last episode so okay first card there we go what is the price for waiting longer before making a decision hmm i don't even know what really that means what is the price for waiting longer before making a decision well actually that that is a a pretty good statement um I guess it's, I guess, uh, procrastination and stagnation, pretty much. That's that's the price for waiting longer before making a decision. You know, actually, this is pretty good. I thought this was going to be a bad card, but it's actually pretty good because, um, the day, even though this might, uh, this episode might appear super late. Um, it's actually September 26th right now, and um, I'm going to be launching the podcast October 7th, so that's, so that's the first time that I've 
said this uh, date out loud, even though by the time you get to this episode, the podcast would have already happened a very long time ago. <laughs> um, but my thing was, I did not want to, I didn't have a date for it first because I am a perfectionist. And that's not to say, that's not to toot my own horn or anything like that. Like I, I, it's a gift and a curse. But the, but the point is, is that I didn't want to put a date on it because I wanted to make it right. I wanted to make it perfect. You know, I, I didn't want to half-ass it or anything like that. I wanted to make it right. And I was talking to a friend of mine and my friend was reading this book. I, I don't know. I don't know what uh, book he was reading, but he was basically saying that like, listen, put a date on it, put a date on whatever you're doing. And that just changes your mind. Because for me, I just wanted to just ease off. I, I didn't, I don't, I'm not working for anybody. I'm just working for me so I can perfect it, get everything that I need to do and get it right away. You know, uh, like, just whatever I needed to do, whether it's the um, the um, cover art or the uh, specific topics that I wanted or the guests, you know, just do it my way, no rush. But the thing is, it was just taking too long. And but I still was like, no, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. But he was like, listen, man, just just pick a date because it's just, it's just better. It's just better that way. It, it just it just switches over. And you and I was like, I was right. I mean, he was right. And yeah, he he was right because as soon as I picked the date for me, I was like, okay, October seventh. Then boom, I was like, oh man, I have a lot of stuff to do. I need to edit these videos. I need to do all these things. I'm glad that these um these card decks came in in time so I can implement them now before the launch date. Um, again, I, there's yeah two week uh yeah two weeks in two weeks this launches. But of course, if you're hearing it. If you're hearing this right now, it's already launched. So thank you for listening. <laughs> but um, yeah, that would that would have been hard if I didn't put a date on it because I just would have been not procrastinating because obviously I've been um toiling away at these at these um episodes. But at the same time, I I wouldn't have done anything because again i've i've been scared i've been scared to go back out there because this is just me on my own now before when i used to have a podcast i had a co-host and it was just easier you know to to have just another uh lending hand things to bounce off i bounce off ideas with but but now this is me this is solely me and i need to invest in me and it's hard. It's hard to believe in yourself sometimes, but sometimes you just have to. And I just was slash procrastinating slash wanted to make it right, wanted to make it the best thing that it could be for me, not the best thing in the world. But like, I want this to represent me and do well. So I, yeah, uh, you know, I was, I was, I was, uh, waiting far too long so now that i have a date i'm very happy and with the date and and also the the date is a very uh, well i wish it is very special to me but it is embedded in my brain because uh, october 7th is the uh date that uh, me and my ex-fiance um it was the way as it was our uh, like dating anniversary um 
so October 7th was that. So I, I thought it was very poignant that, you know, in, in two weeks in podcast time that um, it'll hit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it'll hit. So I'm, I'm happy about that. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll do it on October 7th. So October 7th is a Wednesday. And, of course, Wednesday, the first three letters is W-E-D, WED. And, again, that was supposed to be, I just said that it was our dating anniversary, but at the same time, um, in our fifth year of being together, it would have been, I wanted to make that also our, our wedding anniversary. Um, but, of, of course, you know, that never came to pass. But I think that I will use this date to repurpose it, you know, and begin anew with a new chapter in my life. And I think this will be very good. And yeah, the the price the price for waiting longer before making a decision is just yeah you you're gonna miss out you're gonna miss out on wasted opportunity, you know if if you wait too long to make a decision on things, um, things can't hold their their composition and structure. It, things can't wait for you, you know that like like life life is not gonna wait for you. Life has Life has other things going, so you better um, enjoy the ride and grab a seat, <laughs> you know, because life waits for no one. And decision-making, not to say that you need to be erratic with your decision-making, but you need to be calculated and try to do it in a short amount of time just so you don't waste an opportunity because you never know what might happen if you wait too long to make a decision you know so okay that is the end of the episode thank you so much for listening um let me get my uh, socials out there so um you can find this podcast on instagram twitter and vero at t-i-n-q-p-o-d that is tink pod and please if you write anything just hash anything pertaining to uh the podcast please hashtag t-i-n-q pod i have a gmail it's t-i-n-q podcast at gmail.com okay you can write to say what's up or have a story you want to tell or want to share or just have feedback you can call me at 845-393-1863 and you can leave a voicemail message with anything pertaining to a topic or something like that that you want to that you want me to talk about or maybe possibly be a guest on i don't mind at all all right so thank you guys so much for listening and i will see you on the next episode all right